Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I'm your host, Laura Reeves, and this is part two of a very interesting and thought-provoking conversation. We're going to be talking today with Mary Dukes, a very recently retired American Kennel Club representative, executive field representative, and now today an AKC judge. And I am really excited. I think you guys are going to find a lot of really good and really valuable information to take away from this conversation. And if you didn't have a chance, you can take a listen to part one that we did last week. Thanks for joining us. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. This year, give your buyers the gift of peace of mind with a special go-home day offer from Trupanion. This offer provides puppies with immediate coverage so they're protected should they get into mischief in their new homes. Trupanion covers pets against unexpected accidents and illnesses with no payout limits, helping ease the financial burden when a pet gets sick or injured. Even better, Trepanion is able to pay the veterinarian directly at the time of checkout, which means less out-of-pocket for your buyers. You can get this special offer for your buyers as part of the Breeder Support Program. It's completely free to join and available for breeders in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Getting started is quick and easy. Just follow the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com to get started. I think what I would like to have you hold forth on next, if you would, your judging philosophy. What is it that is important to you as you look to your hound breeds? How do you think about judging dogs? Well, it sounds like a cliche because it's that old Mrs. Clark line, you know, that your first sort is on type and then from the typiest pick the soundest. I am forgiving of, to the degree of the fault, and it depends on the breed, but I am kind of forgiving on leg faults Mm. if a dog is exquisitely typey. I mean, some leg faults, you know, I, not a toe in on a running hound. I can't go there. Elbow That's a deal breaker for me. Nutty. You know, what? Like elbow pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And towing in, towing in on a running hound, a toe in is going to become a fundamental unsoundness. They cannot do what they were bred to do if they tow in. My bar is a little different on breeds that have jobs still. as in sporting hound, than it is on breeds that don't, as in non-sporting toy. I'm more forgiving Mm -hmm. of leg things on toys and structural things, not severe, extreme ones. And I won't tolerate anything that will cause the dog discomfort as it ages. Like in Neapolitan Mastiffs, for example, which is a breed that I get. I get them. I doubt I will ever judge them, but I get them. I'm really forgiving of leg faults to the degree because they don't really care. You know, they just need to stand up and be horrifying. Stand up and be horrifying. And loud. Yeah, and big and scary and 
That's their job. They don't have to run fast anywhere. So I'm forgiving of that to the degree that whatever unsoundness fault they have will not cause the dog to be in pain as it matures, because that's a lot of dog, you know, and so they cannot have a fault of unsoundness that will cause the animal to be in pain. And a similar unsoundness in a chihuahua, it may never bother that dog. Right. You know, for years, Basenjis, which I didn't realize years ago, nobody ever x-rayed Basenjis. I mean, I'm talking years ago because they were never symptomatic for hip dysplasia because they're light. You know, they're little, they're light. And then when they started x-raying them, they had dysplasia all over the place, but they weren't symptomatic because they weren't a heavy dog. So again, I'm a type first girl all the way, Um, especially, (laughs) yeah, especially on the down and back. I mean, as long as the down and back doesn't offend me, as long as I don't go, you know, when I see it, it's kind of good enough. So yeah, I'm a type first. And I'm really funny about whippets don't need to have big side gate. Whippets don't need to have that. It needs to be balanced. It needs to be effortless? Does it need to be huge? Does it need to be tremendous reach and drive? Absolutely not. It really um, be based on their structure. No, no, because if you look at a racing bred whippet, they'll have a lot of faults. They might have a lot of faults. There are things they will never have. They will never have upright patterns. They will never be towed in. They will never be short coupled. They will never be steep crouped. And for the most part, they're just balanced average movers right it's low it's effortless but it's not this big open you know which i wouldn't fault the dog for that either but i'm never going to give them bonus points and the difference between a whippet shaped the way it's shaped to do the job yeah so two breeds we both know well ridgebacks so yeah trotting breed that was bred to trot all day long really not a galloping breed Built very differently. Right. To be built differently should move differently. Yeah. Yeah, because whippets aren't a trotting breed. I mean, they can, but their gait of choice is the double suspension gallop. That's their working gait, which we obviously can't evaluate in a show ring. So we trot them. But (laughs) yeah. The small circle. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a type girl. Okay. Kind of type cleanliness. The owner handlers are going to want to know how is she? Is she nice to us? Yeah, I started there. I was an owner handler. I was just a girl with a whippet in the beginning, you know, and I was fortunate enough on my second one to get a good one, to get a good enough dog to overcome my sophomoric handling. I do firmly believe this. A good judge can see right through a poor handling job. Sometimes it's frustrating. I watched a breed in Orlando it wasn't a hound breed, but a breed that I'm very familiar with. And it was so frustrating because it's an owner-handled breed for the most part. And the best dogs in there were being tragically handled. And it was so frustrating because there was a dog in there that's beautiful. And like every time the judge looked at him, like she wasn't even trying to do anything with him. His legs were everywhere. You know, all she was doing was feeding him, basically. And I thought, God, if you could just rack him up once, just rack him up once and pull him up over his front and break him over. He just needs to see it once. I know. But this was a permit judge, and I thought he's not going to be able to do it. You know, 
I will say I have to agree with you. That is a frustration that I have found that I didn't really expect to find. I mean, I can find yeah. the dog, but you're just like, please, could it just please just give me one little. Yeah. I mean, I might be the one that will turn into Frank Sabella. I mean, not in terms of swapping dogs or anything, because he did that to me a million times, but I know he got in trouble for it. But in terms of here's what I want you to do. Here's what I, I want you it. to do. I do Can you go from this corner to that corner on a loose lead? Can you do that? You know, and if they give me five steps, we're golden. We're golden. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I've told other people this story when I was still handling Pat Trotter was judging somewhere up here in the Northwest and she had a Vishla that she was in love with and she couldn't get the gal to make it quit pacing. And I just happened to walk by the ring. It was a beautiful dog. And she's like, you come here. (laughs) She made me me take that dog and run it around the ring. So she she could get walked. Yeah. (laughs) That stands out in my mind as one of my favorite. Yeah, and pacing's tricky. I had a Ridgeback once who the owners had let him, mm-hmm, you know, by moving at the wrong speed all the time. He had learned how to, I mean, he could pace yep. super fast. And it's all about throwing him off balance yep. when you take the first yep. step. And I always like to go into him because they learn pretty quick. A lot of people you'll see when they jerk them, you know, they jerk them and then let's go. Well, then the dog starts anticipating that. Right. So then the dog is like this as soon as you ask them to go because they're expecting the jerk. Mm-hmm. I just would turn them into me and then just bump them. Just mm-hmm. bump their shoulder as yeah. you start your down I, I started with the lift, you know, lift and go. And I had a Spinoni that I couldn't get. And so I would scuffle his beard. That was oh, my yeah. way to get him because he'd get his front lifted up a little bit. Yeah, it's had, all about starting them a little off balance. Yeah, just a little bit. I had a water dog that could go from a trot to a pace on oh. the fly. Oh, it was hell. It was some kind of That's hell. hard. And he was That's so hard. smooth at it. He was so smooth at it. I had ringside photographers sending me photos, and I'm like, would you look at the legs, please? Yeah, pacing. Yeah. But anyway, it's a hard thing. But I have, just doing sweeps, I put a bitch up for a sweep set this is in several years ago, that they'd given the mom that one to show because the daughter was committed to some other one, like the litter sister that somebody else owned. And so mom took the one that they owned. Well, mom was pushing 80, you know, and these were big movers. So it was a little tricky. Mm -hmm. I was going to have them switch handlers. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going to, because I could see enough of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I ended up giving her the sweep. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's putting up the best dog. So That's what it's, it's all about. The only other switching handlers I ever saw was Kiki Khan did it to Tim Brazier in Poodles. Oh. <laughs> Took him off one? No. Penny was out of town, and my friend was helping him. And my friend couldn't make oh. the dog move right. She's like, get over here and show this dog. <laughs> I sympathize with the desire to do that. I completely sympathize. Because in my breed, especially, I mean, whippets are idiots when you hand them off to anybody. You know, I mean, they're just babbling, screaming, spinning, twirling dervishes. Or they go completely limp. I couldn't put my up if my life depended on it. And I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody kicked me 10 times before I came in the ring. Yeah. 
Yeah. Those are the two extremes that I've experienced. Yeah. That's the little niche that I carved out for myself. Thank you. I I carved out the niche of the giant breeds that nobody else could touch. The Akita that the owner couldn't touch. That was my niche. Those are scary ones. Yeah. Great niche, man. Yeah. No, it's not. No, my it's knees not. And my hands are paying for it to this day. So, hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, crew. Did you know that you can earn money for your National Parent Breed Club through the Purina Parent Club Partnership Program? Honestly, this is just an amazing program that's raised more than eight million dollars for canine health research, judges education, and rescue since it began in 2002. It's easy to participate. Members of Purina Pro Club sign up by designating their National Parent Breed Club through their Pro Club account or at any Purina-sponsored event. When members submit receipts for qualifying Purina pet foods, Purina matches 10% for every dollar earned in Purina points. Half of that goes directly to the Parent Club and half to the AKC Canine Health Foundation to be used for breed-specific health research. Clubs have used their funding to support scholarships, youth programs, and breed rescue. PPCP is a win-win program that truly benefits dogs everywhere and those who love them. If you want to learn more, visit PurinaProClub.com backslash about backslash partnerships. I'm telling you, this is my very favorite program. I love this. And I want you guys to check it out too. And I'm coming today to talk to you about Brilliant Pad. And it is amazing and an incredible way for me to do my potty training with the puppies and not ever have to touch any yucky stuff. Brilliant Pad literally rolls the mess up and you never touch it. So I really wanted to talk to you guys about that, share with you the experience I had with it. It's like the most amazing thing you've ever seen. All right, Mary. So you've got the hound group. What's going to be next? Yeah. What are you going to work on? What do you want to After, I mean, I'm real comfortable with everything in the hound group. Mm-hmm. There are frankly breeds in multiple groups. I'm not going to like devote myself straight to one group after this. There are breeds in toy. Because I feel the same way and everybody tells me. That's how I'm going to get, you have to. And I'm like, I don't know. I need to get the sports done and then I'm going to pick. Yeah. I have the hound group, obviously. And there's breeds in toy, non-sporting and sporting that I feel really good about that I feel comfortable with mm-hmm. that I showed and that I feel like I have a feel for. So that's how I'm going to go. I mean, my next application will have IGs, obviously. And I asked Tim, I said, can I have like the hound group and IGs? Hound group and IGs? He was like, no, you can't. Fine. So the next one will have IGs and curlies and pointers and, you know, stuff that I have that you know background that I have background in. Right. Yeah, that I'm really comfortable with. And then, you know, there's a lot of breeds I like. I like Sholos. I like Sharpay. I showed quite a few Sharpay. I showed Eskies. I get Minpins. So that's how I'm going to do it. 
And I'm going to just see where it it takes me. I am gratified to hear that because that mirrors my plan as well. And I'm like, if Mary can do it, I can do it. (laughs) Well, yeah. what are they going to do? Tell me I can't do it that way because that's just what I'm going to do, you know. And at some point, I'll probably get close to having an entire next group. And at that point, then maybe I'll say, yeah, well, maybe I should study these four breeds. Losses. I'm going to have to do losses eventually if I do non-sporting. You know, but I'll say, okay, I've got to study those and finish out this group because I'm so close. But it's not an immediate drive to get a second group is not in my game plan at all. So, yeah. Okay, so now my very favorite part of any time I get to talk to my favorite people. I warned you about this. Okay, I know. I'm scared now. Your all-time favorite best in show lineup. Who wins each of the groups and who goes best in show? of random dogs that you've known over the years. Can it be a dead person? Can it be a dead person person doing best in show? All of it. Okay. Okay. It's Mike Billings Mm -hmm. doing best. Okay. Love it. It's probably Mick in the Terrier group. Mm -hmm. It is Scarlett. Do you remember the IG that Carl Sanders showed? Don Marsh, Scarlett Ribbons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a long time ago. It's probably Scarlett. She was all that in a bag of chips. She went second in the group to the Pappy on the year Ed gave the Pappy on Best in Show. Best in Show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She I, was something. I was something. thinking it was that era. Yeah, she was so beautiful neck into shoulders. Mm-hmm. And the breed is not beautiful neck into shoulders, most of them. You know, most are unicked. And she was beautiful. Ooh, hound. Best hound ever. I can tell you the best whippet I think I've ever seen. Scene, which was Moxie, okay. the bitch that Mandy showed. I give her a little more bone, maybe, but that's it. But maybe Punky, maybe Punky, Arrow I Talk the Blues. Yeah. And these, of course, are dogs that I saw with my right. own eyeballs, right. you know. Right. Terrier toy working. Eh, I don't know. Hurting, I'm going to go with Iron Eyes. I'm going to skip working for a while. Sporting. Iron Eyes was an amazing dog. Iron Eyes was an amazing dog, especially when you saw him in the breed. Yeah. I mean, with other Bouviers, because then it was like, he looked like he was from another, he took one stride to get across the mat when the rest of them took three. You know, he was quite something. Sporting, sporting, sporting. I'm not coming up with anything in sporting. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of pointers that I've liked. I have an affinity for the breed, so... The bitch Michael Scott showed a few years ago. Uh, well, probably 20 years. Probably 20 years ago or say, 15 years ago. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. Cookie. I don't remember. No, that wasn't. That was Anthony's bitch, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Michael had a red, orange and white bitch. It was very pretty. Hound. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Punky for Hound. Okay. Working. I was a fan of Andy Linton, actually, had a black Japanese bitch that he showed right after I think either Indy or Sarah and she was so square she was so square but was clean down and back and good on the side and she didn't interfere and she didn't go sideways and you wondered how can she not go sideways when she's so square (laughs) you know but she didn't and she was lovely I was a fan of the red bitch that Carissa showed too I was kind of scarlet boxer bitch that Diego showed. Yes. 
You got to pick one, though. So not, you're the judge. I'm, oh, my God. I'm the judge. I don't know. Maybe Diego's bitch. Maybe yeah, the, the boxer, boxer bitch. bitch. Yeah, maybe the boxer bitch. Non-sporting. Oof. Well, here's an interesting one. And because I knew her well, because I was traveling with Alan Chambers at the time, it was the Nina bitch, the black standard bitch, yes. who was full of holes. You know, she was a classic silk purse with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. But what's the saying? I'd rather have a silk purse with a hole in it than a perfect sow's ear. She was full of holes. That said, her breed type was so exquisite and her character was so exquisite. I remember watching her one night. I mean, she won PCA under Mrs. Clark. Right. This would have been like, yeah, the late 90s. I feel like she won the group at Westminster under Mrs. Clark. But I could be wrong. But I know Mrs. Clark put her up. Frank put her up. Frank gave her a best in show on the mission like circuit. 99 that time. Probably in the late 90s, yeah. And she was so poodly. She was so poodly. She knew exactly who she was and what she was and what she brought to the table. And she was in Best in Show under Frank. I think it was on the mission circuit. And he was walking down the line. And as he walked by her, she just turned her head. She never moved. She just turned her head and followed him. And then she did start to sort of turn a little bit to continue to follow him. And Alan just said, Nina, stay. And she froze, wrapped herself back up, and continued to watch Frank. And it was like... Tear him down. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying. You know, I mean, and we knew what was wrong with her. But her character, mm-hmm. her breed type and character were so exactly what a poodle's supposed to be, right. you know. And I knew her because I traveled with him at the time. So did I do all of him? So I think so I got all of them. Sporting was the pointer. Yeah. Hound was punky. Yeah. Working was the boxer bitch. Probably the boxer bitch, yeah. Terrier was of Diego's Mick. Yeah. Toy Yeah, Toy was Scarlet. Scarlet. Non sporting was Nina and Herding was Iron Eyes. Yeah. Okay, so Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what it would have been. Billings is judging the best in show lineup and what is she gonna do? Or what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be on the day. Pick one. Assuming they all have like a perfect performance thing. Mm -hmm. Just because it's where my roots are, probably punky. Yeah. Probably punky. Because she was, I mean, I had to compete against her every weekend. You know, really? But that's where I cut my teeth. That's where I cut my teeth as a little owner handler. Yep. And actually, the group placement I'm the proudest of wasn't a win. It was a second. Then it was the old Channel Cities oh my God. Um, under Ann Gallup Marsh. Mm-hmm. And I went second with Darcy, Oscar's mother. Yes. I mean, I was new girl, you know, barely capable of handling my way out of a paper bag. Right. New girl. Ed Ablett won the group with Kishnegas Delgarth. Okay. I was second with Darcy. Pat Trotter was third with Nimbus. And Punky stood fourth with Corky. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That was, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. If I had had that bitch later in my career, she would have been a multiple best in show bitch. But I only ever won two groups on her because I was just a girl with a dog, you know. But we've all had those, you know. Yeah. If I'd had her later, 
she would have done a lot more. But, you know, she was a door opener for me because I did manage to present her well enough that a few people did notice. You know, she won the Western specialty, the AWC Western. She won the Breed at the Garden under Peggy Newcomb. And so, yeah, better bitch than I should have had at that stage of my newness. But I got lucky. Yeah. I think we all make our own luck be my suggestion. Yeah, to some degree. What is that? There's a saying that success is where preparation and luck intersect, you know, or something to that effect, you know, yeah, which is accurate. So that is the one. All right. Well, yeah. Anyway, very much for your time. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Excited to see you judge. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. My first one is on March 7th on the Tar Heel. So there you go. You are good. We'll see. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, thanks, Mary. Okay. Thanks for having me, Lori. I sure appreciate it. And then hope to see you down the road. We will. We will definitely. Yeah. All right, crew. I hear from folks pretty much daily asking for a specific topic or for a series of podcasts on a topic. So ask and you shall receive. (laughs) I've done all the hard work. I've sorted, searched, and compiled eight different albums from the archives on our most popular topics. And when I say there's a podcast for that, I ain't just a woofing. Getting yours today is super simple. Just jump on puredogtalk.com backslash store and click the PDT albums image. And when you're in there, you're going to find a collection of veterinary voices. You're going to find a collection for breeding and whelping hands-on. You'll find Pure Dog Talk University on dog breeding. Love the breeds. Up your game. Owner handlers, the interviews, events and sports. There is so much there. And once you're in those links, you'll be able to read the details of the topic. For a special introductory price of a buck ninety-nine, you get a link to dozens, up to more than a hundred episodes on these specific topics. And while you're there, if you or a friend or family member are just getting started, even just starting a search for your first well-bred purebred dog, you can also check out Auntie Laura's Beginner's Guide to Show Dogs at puredogtalk.com backslash book to get the foundational Pure Dog Talk episodes with bonus tracks. So hop on it, y'all. These special prices will not last. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. 
That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.